the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Gypsy Christian Hour. You're listening to 99.5 KKLA. I'm your host, Sam Nicholas, and this is a live program. We'll be with you for the next hour. We'll be taking your calls and talking about the Bible and different topics and whatever's on your mind tonight, whether you have a prayer request or a Bible question or just something you want to get a better understanding on or whatever. So let's pray. Let's pray and ask the Lord that he would lead us tonight, that he would guide us tonight, that he would just fill this time with his presence. Father, I just thank you, Lord. I thank you and I praise you because you are an awesome God. You are awesome, Lord. You're the one true God. You're the one true God who hears and listens and is so involved in every aspect of of everyone's life, Lord. And it's amazing to me, Lord, how you're so attentive to each and every prayer. And I thank you for hearing this prayer, Lord, that you would just fill this hour with your presence, that you would fill this hour with your power and strength and wisdom, Lord, that those who are seeking you tonight would find you, that those who search for you, Lord, in our time of need, in our time of decision, in our struggles and our weaknesses, Lord, that we would find power and strength that we would find the answer to each and every prayer, Lord. So I just pray, Lord, your blessing upon this time, your blessing upon each and every listener, Lord, and I thank you, Father. Fill this time with your spirit. Fill this time with your presence in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, welcome to the Gypsy Christian Hour. Like I said, this is a live program. We're here in studio, ready to take your calls, ready to pray for your prayer requests. You know, what's going on in your life right now? What do you need to bring before the Lord? What do you want God to, to, to be a part of, to make a change of, or, 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 or just to, to, to intervene on your behalf? You know, the Bible tells us that we have a great high priest in Hebrews 4.14. We have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in all things as we are, yet without sin. Therefore, let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. What is your time of need? Is there a time of need right now in your life? I know I know that so many are going through uh, sickness or disease or time of financial problems or whatever situation is going on in your life. 
I'd like the opportunity. I hope you'll call in tonight that we would come before a God, that we would come before our great high priest, that we could come before his throne in confidence, knowing that he hears our prayers and that he is sympathetic. It says that, that he sympathizes with our weaknesses. He's been tempted in all things, yet he has not sinned. We can have confidence to come to the throne of grace that we would receive mercy and help in a time of need. Do you have a time of need? Are you in a time of need? If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, I encourage you, call in tonight with your prayer requests. Call in tonight with your Bible questions. If there's something that you want to better understand, maybe you read something, heard something, maybe uh, somebody came to you uh, from the cults and posed the question that you didn't know how to answer. Well, let's look at let's look in the Word of God. Let's look in the Bible and see where the answer is to your question and to theirs. The number is one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. That's the live on the air calls. If you have a need, if you want to bring something to the Lord in prayer, we just want the opportunity to pray with you, to pray for you, to just bring your request to the throne of God. So the number is one eight eight eight. Nine nine five 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 two. That's one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two for the live on air calls. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer that you want to lift up before the Lord, you want to stand in the gap for someone, a loved one, a family member. Let's stand in the gap for that person. Let's stand in the gap and just bring your request to the Lord. Let's look for the answer to your question. You know, if you have a question on the Bible, on Christianity, on on world religions, whether it's Buddhism or Islam, the cults, the occult, whatever question is on your mind tonight, let's look into the Word of God and see where the answer is. Again, the number is 1-888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552. As always, I want to remind you that we get together Every Friday night, we're currently going through the book of 1 Corinthians. So uh, we invite you to to come over and worship with us. Let's get together for worship. Let's get together for prayer. It's a Friday night. It's at 8 p.m. It's in Arcadia. Uh, The address is 805 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia. That's every Friday night. We get together for worship. We get together for prayer. We just come into the presence of God and just seek him out for, for his blessing for his presence, just to, to be in touch, to be to make that connection with God in prayer, to make that connection with God in worship. You know, if you're seeking somewhere to worship on a Friday night, if you're seeking somewhere just to get before the Lord in prayer and be in fellowship, we invite you to come out and worship with us at LA Gypsy Church in uh, Arcadia, California. The address is 805 North 1st Avenue. It's easy to get to. Just take the 210 freeway into the Pasadena, Arcadia area. Get off at Santa Anita Avenue. Go north on Santa Anita for one block to Foothill Boulevard. Make a right turn and then go one more block to First Avenue and come on down the block. You'll see us at the corner of Forest and First Avenue in the city of Arcadia, 805 North First Avenue. Love to see you out there. Uh, Come visit. Uh, Come be with us for worship and prayer and getting into the study of God's Word. You know, we're going through uh, 1 Corinthians 
chapter by chapter, verse by verse, seeking God's blessing, seeking God's instruction, seeking his word. You know, Jesus said, you know, I am the bread of life, you know, and, and if you hear my words, you know, you know Paul, uh, when, when Jesus told them to eat his flesh and drink his, his blood, it was a hard teaching for them to understand. And a lot of people left. A lot of disciples took off. But he asked his disciples, are you going to leave also? And he said, where are we going to go, Lord? You have the words of eternal life. You have the words of life. Our eternal life is based on his word, his word, his salvation. So let's get into his word, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, 8 o'clock, Friday nights in Arcadia. We'd love to see you out there. So don't forget, I know it's it's you know it's almost a week away. Uh, in fact, we were together last night uh, over in Arcadia. We had a prayer meeting. We got into the Word, and you know we're blessed every time we come before the Lord. So just come on out, come on out, make a plan, set it on your alarm or alarm on your on your iPhone or or, or, or your your uh, iPad. Just write it down somewhere to get out to Arcadia on Friday nights at eight p.m. at eight o five. North First Avenue. Also, church service uh, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. with Pastor Walter Hoffman at the same address at the Hills Church. So if you're looking for a church to visit or make your home uh, on Sunday mornings, there's a church in Arcadia that we uh, that we attend. It's the Hills Church at the same address, 805 North First Avenue. So 10 a.m. every Sunday morning. Love to see you out there. Um, and we want to remind you that this program is on podcast. If you've missed the program, if you'd like to catch up with previous programs, uh, just go to kkla.com, look for the podcast page, you'll see it. Uh, go to the menu or uh, the podcast uh, tab, and you'll see us at the Gypsy Christian Hour. So tell somebody about the program, get them acquainted with the program, share it with somebody, let somebody know about uh, the Gypsy Christian Hour here at KKLA and all the other programs that are podcasted there. You'll see a lot of uh, uh, people you're, you're familiar with, uh, Greg Laurie uh, uh, and others that are, that are there, uh, John MacArthur, uh, other shows that are here at, at uh, KKLA. So download the, uh, the app uh, at uh, your iTunes store or Google, Google Play, and you'll be able to listen live uh, here at KKLA with the uh, KKLA free app. You'll be able to, to uh, listen to all the programs here and see what's going on here at KKLA. There are different, pro- there are different uh, things going on, like uh, next month, uh, Frank Sontag is having a men's gathering over at Pastor Dudley Rutherford's church in, uh, in February, so you can get the information on that and other things that are going on here. So don't forget to download the KKLA app. It's a free app for your iPad or your smartphone uh, and Get in touch. Get get in tune with what's going on here at KKLA. Well, again, we're a live program. We're ready to take your calls. Whether you have a Bible question or a prayer request, call in at one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. That's one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. Talking about uh, things that are going on next month, besides uh, Frank Sontag's uh, uh, men's. Uh, gathering, we're going to be doing a men's conference over in Arcadia. So uh, put this down on your calendar. February the 16th, uh, we will do, be doing a special men's conference, and we'll have a guest speaker, 
Greg Kokel will be with us from Stand to Reason Ministries. Uh, Greg is a leading teacher and apologist in our area here, and he will be coming out to speak to us and teach us uh, on sharing our faith. Uh, If you've ever uh, just felt inadequate or unable or just scared to to talk to somebody about, about your faith, talk to somebody about Jesus, you know, come on out and get the tools and get equipped for sharing your faith. Greg is going to be with us, and he's going to be teaching us uh, ways of sharing our faith, ways about talking to people in a way that's, that's memorable, understandable. Uh, it'll be a great night. We'll be, ha- we'll be having uh, the In-N-Out truck. We'll be out there, and we'll be doing the In-N-Out truck. We'll be serving a meal. So it's a free event. doesn't cost you anything uh, to come out and, and have a meal with us and then stay with us for Greg Kokel's teaching. It's going to start at 630 uh, on February the 16th at LA Gypsy Church, the Hills Church, at 805 North 1st Avenue. If you need more information, just go to kkla.com and look at the events calendar. And all the information is there, the address, the time, what's going to be going on. But Greg Kokel will be visiting us at LA Gypsy Church on February the 16th. So it's less than a month away. It's a free event. It starts at 6.30 with the In-N-Out truck. And then 8 p.m. we'll be starting our service with Greg Kokel. I hope you'll be there. Uh, hope you'll 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 mark that down on your calendar and plan to be with us for our men's conference February the 16th in Arcadia. Uh, we're going to go to our phone lines. If you'd like to call in tonight, the number is one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two for your prayer requests, your Bible questions, uh, praise reports, topics, whatever's on your mind tonight. Call in at one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. And with that. We're going to take our first caller, and we're going to talk to Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. Yes, I wanted. I had a prayer request. I'm going on my third week with, uh, like, bad cold, but what it does is it triggers my asthma. And then I would also like prayer for my son with his ankle. It's hurting. But the other side had broken, and I asked prayer that the Lord's will that this nothing's happening to this side. Amen, uh, Elizabeth. What's your son's name? Johnny. Johnny. Well, Father, we come before you, Lord. You said that we can come before you because you sympathize with our weaknesses and our infirmities, Lord. It says that we can draw near to your throne, your throne of grace. We can draw near in confidence, knowing that you hear our prayers, and that if we come to your throne of grace, we will find. Grace, we will find mercy, we will find help in our time of need. And Elizabeth right now is reaching out to you in her time of need. Lord, this cold, this flu, Lord, that triggers her asthma, Lord, we want to see your hand. Lord, we want to know that you've touched Elizabeth. Lord, that you would heal her, Father, completely and totally. Lord, that there would be a blessing in her life, Lord, from this from this sickness, Lord. And I pray for all of the the, the people who are suffering with flus, Lord, because this flu season seems to be more difficult and, and, and worse than before, Lord. So I just pray, Lord, for everyone who's going, like Elizabeth, who's going through the flu. Lord, I pray your protection from asthma, from pneumonia, from bronchitis. I pray, Lord, that you would shorten this, this flu season, Lord, and that you would heal Elizabeth and all those, Lord, who are suffering from the flu. Lord, I just pray your, your, your total healing upon Elizabeth. And I pray for Johnny, Lord. I pray for his, for his knee, whatever's going on with him, Lord. I just pray, Father, that you would heal him, Lord, that you would touch him, Lord. Lord, that he would know the blessing of an awesome and powerful God. 
Lord, you're able to do abundantly and exceedingly beyond what we ask. So, I, Father, what, so Father, I just ask whatever is, is, is ailing Johnny, Lord, I just pray your blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Amen. God bless you, Elizabeth. Thank you. Good night. Good night. And if you'd like to call in for prayer, if you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, if you have a Bible question, I encourage you to call in at one 888 That's one 888 995-5552 for the live on-air calls. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, if you have a Bible question, a testimony, a praise report, you know, what's the Lord done in your life this week or this month that you just want to give glory and honor to God? We'd love to hear praise reports. We'd love to hear what the Lord is doing. So just call in tonight uh, with your prayer request, praise report, or Bible question numbers 1-888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552. And with that, we're going to go to our next caller and talk to Kevin. Hey, Kevin, you're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. How can we help you tonight? Hi. Hi, how's it going? Good. How are you doing? Um, Doing good. Um, I'm calling in for a prayer. I'm not sure how to, what to pray for. Yeah, I'm not sure what to pray for, but it's not for my my parents' marriage. Mm -hmm. And, um... To just because um, I know there's like you know a lot of people tell me that there's no one to blame, but when my dad, you know, when my mom hasn't done anything bad, you know, it's mostly on my dad's um, side. Mm-hmm. And then my, my prayer is mostly for my dad to to rethink what he wants to do because he's the one that wants to end the thing, uh, end the marriage already. Mm-hmm. And to just um, that if because he, he says that he has put in a hundred percent of his will into the marriage. And, but if he's had, then he's a Christian, then God would have already fixed it. Um, if that, if that's, you know, that makes sense. How long have they and, been? Um, how long have they been married, Kevin? Since um, I was since I was born, so over twenty-two years now. So they've been married twenty-two years. Do you, are they seeing any counseling? Are they getting any counseling? Are they talking to anybody about um, their problems? They well, they they were. I, um, they started to go like to my, to my pastor and everything, but then my dad would talk to them mm-hmm. on on his own without my mom. And then since they're um, my, so my our pastor is my dad's uh, uncle cousin type mm-hmm. thing, I forgot what it is, but yeah. it's something like that. Um, he's kind of siding with them with my dad. And then um, last time I was talking to him myself, and then he also told me that supposedly it was an illusion of mine for my for my parents' marriage to get soft at this point. And then, um, even though I told him that, that, you know, with God, everything is possible. And, um, after that, I just didn't want to talk to him anymore because uh, in my, in my, um, thinking is if he thinks that it was an, it's an illusion for God to fix it, my parents' marriage at this point, then he doesn't, he doesn't necessarily know God's, um, full power. Mm -hmm. Well, it sounds like your dad's going through some type of, uh, situation in his life where things, uh, you know, Things are coming up in his in his heart or in his mind in his uh, in his relationship with your mom that need to be talked about with somebody other than a family member. You know, it's great that your that your uncle is talking to him, but he I would I would advise trying to get him into a good Christian counselor, somebody that he can talk to uh, and feel safe with. You know, sometimes yeah. uh, with a family member. You know, he would be unable to to really talk about what's really going on in his heart. 
what's going on in his relationship with your mom or where he's at in his Christian walk. You know, you say he's a believer. If he's a Christian, then he knows that God hates divorce and he wouldn't want yeah. your mom and your dad to get divorced, that he would, that he most of all desires reconciliation, that they would be reconciled and they would work out their problems in a, in a, in a godly way, in a way that, that uh, the Holy Spirit would be able to minister to both of them. And I would uh, hope that your dad would be willing to, to see somebody who is not a family member, who, can, who he can be open, honest, and transparent with, uh, and just talk about what's going on in his life right now, in his heart, and in his relationship with your mom. But like, uh, we, we know that God can do miraculous things, but we have to be willing to submit to the will of God. We have to be willing to surrender to God. And we just want to pray for your, for your dad and your mom right now that they would be surrendered, especially your dad, that he would surrender whatever's going on in his life, whatever's going on, uh, that he would just surrender to the Lord. So, Father, I come before you. Lord, Kevin and I and the rest of the listeners tonight, we stand in the gap for his mom and dad. And we know, Lord, how, how much you hate to see a marriage end up in divorce, Lord. Lord, you desire Kevin's mom and dad to be together, to be as one. Because when two come together in a marriage, they become one, Lord. And Lord, let nothing separate this marriage. Let nothing come between his mom and dad. Let there be, Lord, the grace of God, the mercy of God, the strength and the power of God in this marriage, Lord, that you would reconcile, that you would renew, that you would restore, Lord, the relationship of Kevin's mom and dad. Lord, I just pray, Father, that he would surrender to you. They would surrender to your will, to your to your desire, to what you want to do for him, Lord. Lord, that you would fill that void, that you would fill that place in his heart, Lord, that's missing something, Lord, that he would be totally surrendered and completely given over, Lord, to the power of your Holy Spirit, to influence, to guide, and to lead him, Lord, down the path of, of, of restoration, reconciliation, and renewal. Lord, I pray that he would be willing to reach out, Lord, that he would be willing to reach out to someone, Lord, to talk to someone, Father, a godly man, a godly counselor, someone, Lord, who's able to help and hear and listen and just give wise counsel. So, Father, I pray for this marriage, Lord, that you would renew it, that you would strengthen it, that you would reconcile, and that you would restore this marriage, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, Kevin, uh, uh, one resource that I always talk about when it comes to marriage is uh, 1-800-NEW-LIFE, uh, New Life Ministries are able to help. They'd be able to get you a, a, a counselor, somebody who might be able to help your dad, somebody. What area, yes. do you, what area of L.A. do you live in? Um, I live in Los Angeles, and I was thinking about that last, last time, too. Um, I was listening to a radio station, and they offered uh, one for, I think it was, a, I forgot where it was, but it was, it's 150 bucks um, mm-hmm. to go, and it's for the weekend. Yeah. It's on April, but... Um, yeah, Weekend to right Remember. Now, it's huh? It's called a Weekend to Remember. Yeah. But right now it's a little too expensive for us, yeah. so uh, you know they couldn't they couldn't go. So I was going to ask you was that uh, do you know of any um, Christian counselor that that uh, that's not too expensive or that maybe um maybe even like just donation based? You know. Mm-hmm. Well, you can call one eight call one eight hundred New Life. There's a they're they're a resource here in Los Angeles. Uh, they're down in Orange County, but they'll be able to get you a counselor in your area. 
and it's a, uh, it's less expensive than $150. I know that. Uh, and they might be able to help you out with a sponsor or something like that, a scholarship. But I would uh, give them a call and see what resources there are available through them. It's 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Uh, it's New Life oh. Ministries. Yeah, the name of the place is New Life Ministries. And... Um, if you leave your well, if you, we can, we I would I would say give them a call and see 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 what happens. And if uh, if that can't help you, call me back next week and we'll get you some more help. You say call you next weekend. I'm saying if 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 they can't get if they can't help you, give me a call back next week uh, on the radio show and okay. we'll be able to get you some more help. Okay, All right, thank you very okay, much. Okay, Kevin. God bless. They can help me. God bless you too. Good night. If you'd like to call in tonight, if you need prayer, or if you know somebody who needs prayer, call in the number is 1-888-995-5552. That's 1-888-995-5552 for the live on-the-air calls. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer and you just want to get before the Lord and bring it before God, then I encourage you to call in tonight. We'll pray with you. We'll pray for you. If you have a Bible question, something you want to ask about scripture, about doctrine, about theology, the the cults, the alcohol, whatever's on your mind tonight, whatever question is on your mind tonight, I encourage you to call in. The number is 1-888-995-5552. That's 1-888-995-5552 for the live on-air calls for your prayer requests your Bible questions, and your testimonies. We're going to go back to our next caller, and we're going to talk to Jeremiah. Hi, Jeremiah. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Hello? (laughs) I think Jeremiah fell asleep. (laughs) That's never happened before. But can you imagine that? Oh, I'm so sorry about that, Jeremiah. He is holding on, and he fell asleep. But uh, we'll get back to Jeremiah's call if uh, if we can try and Wilbert, you can you can talk see if you can get Jeremiah up. But if you have a call, if you, I'm sorry. If you have a prayer request, if you have a Bible question, a testimony, a praise report, whatever whatever's on your mind tonight, I encourage you to call in. You know, sometimes people uh, wait for a long time to get on the air, but uh, that has never happened before. I'm just losing it here. I can't help it. Call in tonight. It's 1-888-995-5552. That's 1-888-995-5552 for the live on-air calls. If you have a, a, a praise report, if you have a Bible question, if you have a... Uh, prayer request i encourage you to call in tonight the number is 1-888-995-5552 oh that was that was something i'm so sorry about that i'm sorry jeremiah uh well, listen we've been in first corinthians uh probably for the last uh five or six weeks and you know corinthians is i think one of the most corrective uh epistles of paul you know, there was a lot of problems going on in the uh, Corinthian church. Paul had spent uh, around 18 months in Corinth uh, planting that church, starting that church, uh, preaching to the Gentiles there. It was a predominantly uh, uh, Greek uh, culture, a Greek city. Uh, there was a lot of uh, 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 idol worship in the city. 
and uh, he, Paul was the first person to, to go to Corinth and preach the gospel. And he spent 18 months there uh, 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 preaching and teaching and, and just bringing people to the Lord and just doing a tremendous work and founded uh, the Corinthian church. But then after Paul had left, uh, all these things started to, to go wrong in the church and there were just some things that needed to be corrected. And uh, Paul uh, opens the, the seventh chapter and uh, it's it's quite interesting because he says, now concerning the things, I guess there was something going on about marriage uh, in the church. You know, we had talked, uh, uh, he had talked earlier about this, uh, this man who was actually living with his father's wife. Uh, I guess it was his stepmother and his father had passed away and he had taken up with his, his father, with his stepmother. And Paul really... Uh, uh, got down with the Corinthian church, saying, "How could you? How could you guys uh, allow this to, to stay on?" He even gave, gave this guy over to Satan. Uh, he said, "Put him out of the church. Don't allow this uh, kind of activity in the church. Don't allow uh, what, what's going on in the church to continue. This this person needs to know that what is going on is wrong." And now he writes in First Corinthians seven. It says, "Concerning the things about which you wrote, I guess they wrote to him." asking him what's, what to do about marriage, what to do about marriage, divorce, uh, should they get married, should they not get married. It says, now concerning the things about which you wrote, they wrote to Paul, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. Paul is saying here, it's better for a Christian to stay single. But because of immoralities, each man is to have his own wife. And each woman is to have her own husband. He's saying it's better to be single. It's better to be celibate. It's better to, to, to live your life as a single person for God. Live for the Lord. But because of immoralities, because of the flesh, it's, better, it's also good for a man to have his own wife. Each man is to have his own wife, and each woman is to have her own husband. Because of the sinful nature, he's saying, because of the sinful nature that's in men, get married. Get married. There's nothing wrong to being single, and there's nothing wrong to being married. So he's settling the argument here. He's settling the question about what they're writing to him. He says, it's better to be single. It's good for a man not to touch a woman, but because of immoralities, each man is to have his own wife, and each woman is to have her own husband. This is the way that God has set uh, uh, life for 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 for, uh, for 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 man and woman, you know. When when God created man and saw that man was alone, He said it's not good for man to be alone. So He created Eve. God instituted uh, marriage. God created marriage. God started the first marriage when He created Eve, and He's saying Paul is saying it's good to stay single, and it's good to be married also. Uh, we've got a couple more prayer requests and uh, some people that are calling in. Uh, let's go to our, our, our let's go to uh, question, and then we'll get back to our study in Corinthians. Let's talk to Josh. Hi, Josh. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Um, I just had a question. Um, a few days ago, I, I lost a friend to. Um, 
he had like a blood clot. And he ended up uh, passing away instantly. I'm and sorry. Was, I'm sorry for your loss, Josh. Yeah, uh, thank you. Uh, he, uh, um, he was a, a, a solid Christian man of God, like Bible teacher, and everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I'm just curious, because um, I hear two different uh, teachings on this, as far as like. You know, some some people teach that you know um, when you die, like you you're you're just asleep until Christ comes because the dead in Christ rise first and whatever. Then the others teach, uh, you know, the thief on the cross. Um, Jesus told him, "Today you'll be with me in paradise." And even the Apostle Paul says uh, to be absent from the body, to be present with the Lord. So I just I just wanted to know, like, what do you what do you um, what is what is what, which one is it? You know what I mean? Well, like you said, uh, Paul says to be absent from the body is to be at home with the Lord. So I would I would go with Paul's teaching there because the, the the Bible tells us to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, and everything in the in the scriptures show us that. You know, when when Jesus talked about Lazarus and the rich man, he yeah. said that immediately after Lazarus died, he was. In the right. in paradise, uh, he in, in, says the angels took him to the to paradise, to, and he we see him in the bosom of Abraham. And immediately, when the rich man died, who was a non-believer, he went into uh, eternal. Well, he went into uh, Hades, which was a place of torture, which was a place of suffering. So immediately, when a person dies, they do they go somewhere. If for the yeah. believer, they go to where Jesus is. It says to, to be absent from the body is to be home with the Lord. Where is home with the Lord? Well, at that particular time, it was in paradise. And now, uh, in, in Ephesians, Jesus tells us that he took, he took captivity captive. Those who were waiting in paradise are now in heaven with Jesus Christ, with the Lord. So as soon as a, 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 as soon as a, a believer dies, as soon as a Christian dies, uh, leaves this world, they go and be with the Lord. They, they're with Jesus Christ. They're where he is in heaven. Uh, so I believe that, that we don't go to sleep. There's no such thing as soul sleep. Uh, there's no such well, thing. Well, go ahead. Well, Jeremiah was, was sleeping. Yeah, Jeremiah, unfortunately, he had fallen asleep while he was on the, while he was on the phone. But uh, there's no such thing as soul sleep. You know, the, uh, uh, there are some cults, uh, Christian cults, that teach that uh, when a person dies, they go to sleep. Uh, when a non-believer dies, they don't go to hell. They're annihilated. They believe in total annihilation. Those are, I think, the Jehovah Witnesses. But there's nothing to show that when we, when, when a person dies from uh, or passes from this world, that they go to sleep or that they're uh, not conscious or they're not uh, they're not alive somewhere. Uh, we don't believe in annihilation, the total destruction of the soul. We believe that when a person dies, there is another life. There, we, we, were, we were created to live eternally, and our soul will live eternally somewhere, whether in the presence of God, enjoying the presence and the mercies of, of a graceful and merciful God, or in the separation from that God in eternal torture. So the scripture teaches, you know, Jesus talked more about hell than he talked about heaven. So we know that hell is a literal place, and we know that heaven is a literal place, because Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. So he, he, he went ahead to prepare our place. He said, in my father's house, there are many mansions. So we're going to be somewhere after we die. And we're going to be conscious, and we're going to be able to either enjoy the presence of God or suffer the torments of, 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 of eternal torture. So, you know, that's why we preach so the gospel. Every, so, 
So every believer, like genuine, true believer in Christ, when they die, they're automatic, they're right in the presence of God. And every person who is an unbeliever and denies Christ is, is automatically in, in the presence of, of uh, oh, torture. hell. Yes. Well, okay. not, not hell. Uh, hell, you know, hell is for the final judgment. But there's a place. Oh yeah, the lake of fire. Okay, right. Yeah, so yeah. there's a place of torture, uh, or of uh, of suffering now, uh, but that will that will there will come a time of a final judgment when uh, Satan and his angels, anyone who believes who follows him, will be cast into the uh, uh, lake of fire for eternal for eternity. So, but to answer your question, you know, yeah, I believe that as soon as a person dies, a Christian dies, they go into the presence of jesus christ and i believe scripture will back that up wherever you see you know someone yeah. uh passing and you did the bible talks about them after they pass they're either in in a place of torture or they're in a place of paradise yeah with my friend too i, I mean i had a you know i was of course i'm sad because you're still on earth you still have feelings and stuff but i didn't even shed a tear man because i know without a shadow of a doubt that he's saved and secure, like he was on fire for God and everything. Of course, I question, like, why, God, why, why, why did you let him go so early? But mm -hmm. I don't, now I don't do question. I just, I know he's in the you know, presence of God now. Amen. Well, thanks for your yeah. call, Josh. Well, thank you. God bless. bless you. Good night. Let's go to another caller. We're going to talk to JC. Hi, JC. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Uh, well, uh, my son is in desperate trouble. He thinks he's going to put a gun to his head. Oh, my. Because he's, he's indeed dead. Uh, he's not on drugs. He's not on any of that stuff. But he has a lot of bills, and he lost his job, and he's been with, he, he's tried to find a job, but he just can't. And he just can't handle it anymore, and he says he's done. So... And he believes in Jesus, and he, he just done. Well, if if he's if he's a Christian, then there's hope. You know, there's always hope. There's always, you know, when when uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you know, they were they they were gonna they were gonna be tossed in the into the fiery furnace, you know, and yeah. there was no hope, but God made a way. He was right there in their very presence. Even after they were thrown in the furnace, he made a way for them. And I know that God can make a way for your son, JC. Uh, what's your son's name? Uh, Chris. Chris. Let's, let's pray for Chris right now. Father, we come urgently before you, Lord. We come in, in desperation, Lord. And, and Lord, this is, this is a desperate situation, Lord. Chris has lost hope. But Father, yeah. I know that you can, you can replace that hope. You can replace that hope, Lord. You can replace that hope and be there. You can put joy and assuredness in, in in his heart, Lord. I pray for Chris, Lord, that he would understand, that he would know that he has a God who knows his desires, knows his needs, knows his prayers, Lord. The, 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 we we just read in your Word, Lord, that you're a sympathetic High Priest, Lord, who passed through all temptation, even as we, Lord. But you, you sinned not. You did not sin, Lord. And that we can come to your grace, your, your throne of grace, in our time of need. Lord, we're in a time of need for Chris, Lord. Chris is in a time of need, Father. 
JC's reaching out to you, Lord, that you would make a way for Chris, Lord, that you would just touch him by the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord, that he would hear your gentle voice telling him that he lo- that you love him and that you're not far from him and that you will make a way, Lord. You will, you can and you will make a way for him, Lord. Nothing is so desperate in this world, Lord, that gives us the right to take a life, even our own life, Lord. I pray for Chris, Lord, that you would touch him, Lord, and restore the joy to his heart, rejoy the hope, Restore the hope to his in his life, Lord, that he would see and know that you are a powerful, awesome God that's able to get him out of the circumstances he's in, Lord. There's no circumstance, Lord, in his life that would that would that should cause him, Lord, to lose hope like this, Lord, and want to take his life. Father, I pray for JC, Lord, that you would give her wisdom in talking to Chris, that you would give that you would comfort them both, Lord, that you would bring them to a place, Lord, of hope and newness of life. Lord, I pray, Lord, that, that you would share your word with him. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, that you have a, a, a plan for his life, that you have a plan for his life, Lord, for a future and a hope, Lord, that, that goes beyond words, Father, that goes beyond this prayer, Lord. Lord, I just pray, Lord, that you would intervene for Chris, for JC, Lord, and that you would get him through this this, this time, Lord, of desperation, Lord. I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name, that you would touch Thank their you. lives. Thank Amen. You, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. God bless, bless you, JC. Thank you. Praise to Jesus. Thank you. Bye. Keep JC in prayer. Keep Chris in prayer. You know, there's, 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 there's nothing in this life so desperate that someone would, would have to take their own life. You know, God wants to give us a hope. He wants to give us a future. He has a a future and a hope for each and every one of us. So, Father, I just keep JC and I keep Chris in prayer, Lord, and I ask, Lord, that you would bless them. Amen. Amen. Well, Jeremiah's back, and we want to go to Jeremiah and see how he's doing. Hey, Jeremiah. Are you there? Well, that's the second time. I'm going to put Jeremiah on, on, on hold here, and we'll see what happens uh, in a few minutes. Uh, let's take another caller and talk to Carol. Hi, Carol. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Um, I called in twice a few months ago about my younger daughter, Holly. She's 31. Mm-hmm. Her autism is regressing every day, and I called about her obsessive compulsive disorder. Mm-hmm. Her OCD has gotten so severe that she was so desperate to get help that she asked me to take her to the psych ward to find out if they could find a place for her to help her. Uh-huh. And without us knowing it, the doctor actually put her on a hold, and we didn't know, and she said she didn't feel like they could help her. So when I opened the door for us to leave, there were all these people out there, and they they wouldn't let us leave, and we're like, why? She didn't do anything, and then they said the doctor put her on a hold, and she was so distraught that she just kept hanging oh, on to me and my walker, and they just literally dragged her out into the psych ward. Oh, and she called me today, and her autism and OCD are getting worse just being there in the room where she is. She's actually in a holding area in all of you medical centers. She's not even in a psych ward right now. Oh, my. So, basically, it's like an emergency area just for people with problems. And 
one guy actually told me that depending on who the doctor is, they can hold them for anything, even if it's really nothing, mm-hmm. they can hold them. And people don't even know that that can happen. <laughs> oh, Father, I just pray, Lord, for Carol, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would give her your comfort and your peace, Lord. And I pray for her daughter, Lord, that you would keep her safe. Lord, protect her, Lord. I pray, Father, that you would send an army of angels, Lord, to surround her, Lord, to keep her safe, Lord, and that your healing power would be upon her, Lord, that these people would see, Lord, that there's no no reason to hold her, Lord. She's not a threat, Lord, to herself or to anyone else, Lord. She's suffering from autism, Lord. She's suffering from, 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 from a disorder, Lord. But, Lord, it's a weakness, Lord. It's a sickness. It's a disease, Lord, and it's not threatening to anybody, Lord. So I just pray, Lord, that you would keep her safe, Lord, and that you would comfort her and that you would give her peace, Lord, that she would know, Lord, that you're with her, that you're an ever-present God who's never far from us, Lord, that you're with her and that you're keeping her safe, Lord, that you would get her through this situation, Lord, and that you would bring her home, Lord, from this hospital, Lord, safe and sound, Lord. I just pray your protection. I pray, Lord, that your angels would would guard over her, would minister to her, Lord, and that your Holy Spirit would fill her with peace and confidence to know that you're there with her, that she's not alone, Lord. Lord, and I pray, Lord, for for Carol, Lord, that you would that you would do a mighty work upon her, Lord, and that you would give her wisdom, Lord, to be able to speak to the doctors, and Lord, that she would find favor, Lord, in, in the sight of the doctors, Lord, that you would give her, Lord, wisdom, and that you would get them through this situation, Lord, and that tomorrow would be a new day, Lord. Lord, that you would reunite this mother and daughter, Lord, and that she would be able to care for her, Lord. Lord, that all things would go well and that your healing would be upon this young woman. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. God bless you, Carol. I'm so sorry to hear what you're going through, but know that God has a plan and he will get you through it. Well, I think... They were telling me she didn't know if she could come back into the apartment when she left, and she said she might just wander around the street. And um, it seems like that's why the doctor put a hold on her. Well, hopefully, with God's help, she'll be home. She'll be home soon. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. Good night. Thank you. God bless you. Okay, let's take one more call, and we'll talk to Steve. Hi, Steve. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Hi, Sam. It's always nice to hear you, and I have to say thank you for what you do. Thank you. Thank you, kind. Well, um, I, I need that prayer request for, for both a friend and myself. Um, my friend's name is John, and I, he and I had spent some nurse. I spent some time at a nursing home, and uh, he and I got to know each other, and uh, I don't know, we've we've been uh, in contact since then. But anyway, um, it, uh, he's he's still going through some of the same problems that that he was going through back then, which is uh, uh, pockets of of abscess in, in his abdomen, mm-hmm. and, uh, and that that makes uh, surgery out of the question. He's been on. Uh, Antibiotics uh, for um, for at least the uh, last couple of years, mm-hmm. and uh, and it doesn't seem to help. That uh, that that that's his only option right now. But okay. but he really needs a special surgery, which is not being approved. So, well, let's pray, Father. I just pray for Steve 
<coughs> excuse me, Father, I pray for Steve and I pray for John. Lord, I pray for John that, Lord, that you would heal him, Lord, Father, from this abscess, that whatever's going on, Lord, that you would be the healer of his body. Lord, as you are the healer of our souls, Lord, you forgave us and you, you cleansed us and you washed us through the blood of Jesus Christ. You gave us your grace and your mercy, Lord, to receive your favor, your forgiveness, Father. You heal our souls. Lord, I pray that you'd heal this body, Lord. Heal John, Lord, from the abscess, Lord. And if it's necessary, Lord, for, for surgery, I just pray that you would get the surgery approved and that all things would go well and that there would be healing yeah. for John, for Steve, Lord. I just pray, Lord, your blessings upon them, Lord, that from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet, Lord, that they would experience the blessing of health, Lord, and prosperity. I just pray, Lord, your blessing upon their life, Lord, that they would do well in the will of God, that your will would be accomplished and done in their life in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, Steve. God bless you, my friend. Thank you, Sam. You too. Bye-bye. We have a caller named uh, Says Not. uh, Had a prayer request for healing, uh, but said that uh, they just wanted us to pray for them. So, Lord, I pray for this person, Says Not, Lord. Uh, Lord, that whatever the request is for healing, Lord, that you would intervene, Father, that you would be the healing God of says not, Lord, that you would heal him from, or her, uh, from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet, Lord, that they would experience your touch, Lord, and your healing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we've got a few minutes left. You know, I was talking about First Corinthians, the seventh chapter, how Paul is saying that it, it's okay to stay single. It's, it's, it's even better to be single. Uh, but if somebody wants to be married, there's nothing wrong with getting married. I guess the, the Corinthian church had written to Paul and was asking him, the, 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 what about marriage? You know, what about marriage between Christians? <coughs> Excuse me. So uh, the first verse says, Now concerning the things which about which you wrote, it is good for a man not to touch a woman, but because of immoralities, each man is to have his own wife. And each woman is to have her own husband. So Paul is saying, it's it's good not to be married, and it's also good to be married. Whatever your situation is, whatever, uh, however the Lord leads you, this is in this in this area of marriage. This is the way you should go. So it's okay to stay single, and it's okay to get married. In the third verse, says the husband must fulfill his duty to his wife, and likewise also the wife to her husband. The wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. And likewise, also, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. Stop depriving one another, except by agreement for a time, so that you may devote yourselves to prayer and come together again, so that Satan will not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. But this I say by way of concession, not of command. Paul is showing, he's instructing the Corinthian church uh, that as man and wife, we no we are no longer our own. We have duties and we have responsibilities to each other, and that's really what a marriage uh, is about. It's about two people coming together as one, as one before the Lord. You know, uh, you're no longer a husband is no longer his own. A wife is no is no longer her her own self alone. But the husband and wife come together to work together, to be together, to, 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 to come before the Lord as one. It says the two shall become one, the Bible says. So uh, he's instructing them that, that husbands 
should fulfill their duties to their wives. Wives should fulfill their duties to the husbands. You know, you're not, you know, you no longer belong to yourself alone, but you belong to each other. We have duties and responsibilities to each other. But then Paul goes on, and he's saying, "Yet I wish that all men were even as I myself am." Well, how was Paul? Well, at this time, Paul was single. Paul was had no wife at this time. Was he ever married? It's possible that he was married. I believe that Paul was married at one time, but most likely his wife had passed away. You know, Paul was a member of the Sanhedrin. He was a Pharisee of Pharisees. And you couldn't be a part of the Sanhedrin uh, and not have a wife and not be married. So at one time, Paul was married, I believe, but then I believe his wife passed away. And he, uh, when he came to the Lord, he was single, and he's saying, uh, "I think <clears throat> yet I wish that yet I wish that all men were even as I am myself." But he says, "However, each man has his own gift from God, one in this manner, and another in that. So not everyone is the same. Not everyone can be like Paul." He's saying, "You know, we're we're all different, and we all have different gifts and abilities from God, and we should use our gifts to glorify God." You know, each man has his own gift uh, from God, one in this manner and one in that. So in whatever manner you are, glorify God. In whatever gift you have and whatever ability you have, you know, if you have the ability to be single, uh, glorify God uh, in your celibacy. If you have the gift to be married and have a wife or, or a husband, you know, glorify God in your marriage. So everyone is different, and we all need to use our gifts for the glorification of the name of Jesus Christ. In the 8th verse, says, But I say to the unmarried and to the widows that it is good for them if they remain even as I. But if they do not have self-control, let them marry, for it is better to marry than to burn with passion. So he's talking to the unmarried, and he's talking to widows, uh, whether uh, they were young or, 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 or a little older, it's better to stay as you are, he's saying. But if you can't or you choose not to, then get married. Again, Paul is encouraging them to either stay unmarried or get married. It's, it's their choice. He's advising the unmarried. He's advising the widows to remain as they are. But if they need to be married, if they cannot uh, uh, exercise self-control, then get married. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with marriage. Marriage is a God-given institute. And he goes on, and now he's going to talk to the married. But to the married I give instructions, not I, but the Lord, that the wife should not leave her husband. Did you hear that? Wives, don't leave your husbands. And he 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 says the same thing for the husbands. But if she does leave her husband, she must remain unmarried or else be reconciled to her husband. And that the husband should not divorce his wife. You know, we, we had a call earlier uh, from a young man whose, whose mom and dad were, or whose dad was thinking about divorce. Well, God hates divorce. God does not want to see something that was put together, separated, or broken apart. He's saying, husbands, don't divorce your wives. And wives, don't leave your husbands. But if there is separation, and sometimes there's a reason for separation, whether it's abuse or violence or whatever, we're saying even if there is separation, don't get remarried. Don't use this as an excuse to divorce. Uh, If she does leave, she must remain unmarried or be reconciled. Work for reconciliation. Paul is stating, he's saying this is not a suggestion, this is a command from the Lord. 
There's no divorce. Don't divorce. Marriage is a till death do you part commitment. And if you do separate, don't remarry. Hold out for reconciliation. Try to make it work. Try to work it out. God wants to see you. He wants to see you married. The, the, the people that are married, he wants to see you remain married. He wants you to work out your problems. He doesn't want you to use divorce as an excuse to, to, to leave each other and get remarried. God is serious. This is a serious situation. It's till death do you part. But I say to the rest, not the Lord, that if any brother has a wife who's an unbeliever and she consents to live with him, he must not divorce her. And a woman who has an unbelieving husband and he consents to live with her, she must not send her husband away. Paul is now giving his advice, his instruction. You know, Jesus didn't address this issue of a believer, uh, uh, two people who are married and one becomes a believer and the other doesn't. But Paul is addressing it. And he's saying that he's, he's, he's addressing it under inspiration of the Holy Spirit. He's saying that if you're married and become a Christian, and your spouse doesn't become a believer, stay together. Stay together, for the unbelieving husband is sanctified to his wife, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified to her believing husband. He's saying a believer has an influence on the unbeliever. By your life, by your example, by your witness, you can can lead that person to Christ. So if you're married, stay married. If there's problems, work it out. Even if your wife or your husband is an unbeliever, you can pray for that person. You can lead that person to Christ. Well, anyway, as you can hear in the background, the music is starting to play, and we're out of time for tonight's edition. But if you'd like to come and get the full teaching of Corinthians, I encourage you to come out on Friday nights to LA Gypsy Church in Arcadia, 805 North 1st Avenue. We'd like to see you out there. We'd love to see you out there and come and worship with us. Uh, we'll be back here next week. Don't forget about uh, February the 16th with Greg Kokel out at the church. I hope you'll, you'll make plans to be there and make plans to come back and listen to us next week on the Gypsy Christian Hour here at KKLA. Jean Tunchi, Mekastum in Devlesa. God bless you and good night. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 